here we are, Brett. This is the Tiffany factory, and we're gonna go inside and see how the temps are made. Yeah, I'm excited. As much as I enjoyed the keyboards and the drums, I can't wait to see how the bowls are made. All right, let's do it. All right. Man, this is amazing. <laughs> I tell you what, this is a. Uh, it's exciting to be here because all these years of having so many great timpani players, and Cavaliers, Absolutely. and now getting to see where such an important instrument to the ensemble is really made, created. Yeah, Yamaha timpani, or we sometimes call them kettle drums, or timps as we like to say, just because it's a little shorter in the today's fast-paced timpani world. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So, so here we are. We have a 12-step process that we're going to watch today of how Yamaha timpani are made. And what's really exciting about this is, again, all the quality and consistency that you come to expect as an artist or as our customers have, it's, it really all starts here with the artistry of the craftspeople that make it happen. Well, so, I'm excited. Let, let's get started. Let's go check it out. All, all right. right. All right, Brett. Well, we have to start with the raw materials to, uh, to make a timp or a timpano. And uh, here's where we actually start with the raw materials right in this area. Now, speaking of which, uh, what are we going to use today? What are we going to see? Ah. In this factory, we actually use uh, uh, aluminum material, which is three millimeters thick uh, for our portable timpani. It's a lightweight material and has a good tone quality for the timp. And we also make a copper bowl in this factory, which is 1.5 millimeters thick. And as you can see today, uh, we have the raw material starts as a square sheet of copper. We're, we're using the copper here today. We're making a copper bowl. And we have jigs to keep this in place and so forth to kind of make sure we have the right size bowl, obviously, when cutting, make sure it's consistent. Now, he's obviously squaring this up. Yep. And there's going to be a hole punch or a punch come through the center here. Yeah, basically. that's actually, that's going to be the hole in the bottom of the tympano or the tip. Yep. And um, then as well, that's going to start rotating this square piece of material. And as you can see over here on the right, that's actually the cutter. So, again, uh, keeping the cutter stationary gives us a real consistent, you know, uh, first right. form of the bowl. This is going to be the first circle that we start with to form that kettle. So. Cool. Well, let's do it. Well, here we are. We now have our circular piece of metal. So now it's time to take that piece of metal, and basically we're going to... Oh. Hey, 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 I'm sorry, sorry Brett. We're going to form it into yeah. a bowl. We can't really talk about this process. It's a special Yamaha process, but it's quite amazing. Yeah, what's, what's great about this process is we come out with a very consistent bowl construction. And what's really important about a bowl is, is to make sure that that density and the consistency of the material when we bend it into shape basically makes it a consistent material to work with. It gives a drum a, a, a tone and it's able to sing much more because all the materials consistently uh, put together or form, shall we say. Yeah, <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a little too special to discuss here in this video, but rest assured, it's what makes our drums sound fantastic in terms of uh, sound quality and tone and projection. Well, let's go show everybody what the bowl looks like when it comes out of this process. All right, let's do it. All right. Okay, well, in here we have our initial polishing and buffing. So basically after we get the drum from forming, we're gonna just kind of clean it up, okay? So it's really cool, once again, seeing the craftsmanship, you know, the human element in with all the mechanized processes we have here at the plant. Yeah, this is the first step to cleaning up the inside of the bowl. And then what we're gonna do from this process is we're gonna move over to sanding the outside of the bowl and then buffing the outside of the bowl so it has that nice shine on the outside. So this is stage one of a three-stage process. That's correct. We have three steps in this uh, in the kind of the finishing process. And then from here, we're gonna go clean it up after that as well. Well, let's go to the next stage. All right, let's check right. it out. Well, over here, Brett, we have the hand hammering 
of uh, the hand hammered series of tips. Now this is uh, this is really incredible. I have two emotions. One is stop damaging the beautiful shell. <laughs> yeah. The other one is I can't imagine physically what that must yeah. do to your body. But obviously this is a, another handcraft product. Yeah, and, and notice that it's actually hand hammered. Uh, uh, there's other techniques of doing this with machines and so forth, but fortunately here at Yamaha, we do this process by hand. There's over 30,000 hammer kits on this bowl right here Amazing. before it comes out. And from here, we're gonna to go to degreasing. So some of the bowls go through this process that are gonna be hand hammered before we move on to degreasing. So this is a special process for a higher end of that we have. Now, what exactly does hand hammering do to that bowl and to the sound? Great question. Hand hammering basically takes the metal and makes it more dense. We're uh, making a more dense product or a dense bowl. And what that's gonna do is actually hide that uh, fundamental. And what we're gonna have is that third overtone is gonna come out or be more clear. So the tone that you actually hear from the drum is going to be more, uh, more focused is what it's gonna do for us. Excellent. Well, obviously, uh, a craftsman at work. Time to go to the next stage. Let's go to the next stage. All right. Okay, Brett, over here we have degreasing. Uh, just kind of like a hot bath, basically, for the uh, bowl. Kind of clean everything off before we take it to lacquer. Yeah, I would assume it needs to really be clean to make sure that lacquer adheres and stays to the yeah. finish. Absolutely. It's a four bath process. The first two or three minutes and the last two or ten seconds. Basically just a quick kind of uh, wash, you know, of the bowl so we can get it ready. Well, he's about done, so why don't we head on down so we can watch this one finish up. <laughs> Alright, let's do it. Alright. Alright, just a short walk over from degreasing, we have lacquering. Unfortunately, we can't go in there because we want to keep that room clean. But, check out the skill level of what's going on in here. Yeah, that's amazing. What a beautiful color. All right, so now we just have a few seconds before we're gonna go into baking. And now that we have that beautiful lacquer finish on there, we're gonna go bake it on there and make it permanent, all right? Let's go check it out. All right. So, from the lacquering or the painting process of the aluminum bowl, we come over here to this giant oven. And basically, this is for the kettles or the timpani bowls. This is where we bake them. Yeah, you can, you can really feel that heat coming out of there. Yeah, this gets up to 150 degrees centigrade or about 300 degrees Fahrenheit. And let's shut the doors and let it run, huh? Okay. Over here you can see, Brett, we're uh, putting the final assembly on the frame. And uh, an important element to the sound of a timp or a timpano is the frame. Kind of keeps in uh, that, that final tone or the sustain of that tone true through the entire sustain of the head. Now obviously behind this, he's putting that suspension ring on the frame as well. Can we talk about that for a minute? Another important element is the struts that come up the side of the drum. There's a, a suspension ring at the top there, and that where, that's where the bowl rests. So that bowl is suspended freely there, so it can resonate freely. Absolutely. And how about some of the inner workings we see underneath the timpani that uh, we don't even know are there sometimes? Yeah, I, this is amazing stuff down here. And uh, again, it's on purpose. We put it down here so the kids can't get at it. But again, this is how the balance of the drum works. We have a spring here that balances the tension of the head down here. Very important elements that everything lines up because there's a lot of physics at work here to make this uh, operational. Well, I'm getting excited because we're one step away. We just got to get a bowl in this and inspect it, and I think we have uh, an instrument to go. All right, let's go check it out. All right. Well, Brett, here we are. It's final assembly. It's starting to come together and look like a temp. Yeah, it's getting exciting. Just watching them drop the bowl and the suspension ring there. It's like there's a beautiful instrument ready to go. Yeah, again, we have a, a nice suspension ring here that lets the bowl vibrate freely, but again, keeps that pitch steady. And as well, we have Teflon tape on the top of the bearing edge here. 
Yeah, that's a huge addition, just making sure that smooth action's there and ready to go when it shows up to the band room. Right, and unlike uh, previous materials, waxes and so forth, it doesn't wear out over time, which is really nice. Quiet operation of the drum, that's what we're going for here. Uh, once we have the head and the rim on here, we throw some tension rods in here, and then we go to final tuning, which is also final inspection of the drum. Okay. So as you can see here, what we're going to do is we're going to actually tune the drum so that the pedal works correctly. Of course, if the timp is not in tune, the pedal can slip and so forth. So this is a very important operation. And I understand this is a full day process, tuning multiple times to make sure by the time it goes out the door, it's really seated. Yeah, the head has to be seated correctly, and so during the day they'll tune it once and then they'll come back and tune it again so that the head, once it's seated, the, the pedal will stay in place, and when it comes to our band director in that band room, a nice shiny set of tips, they're all ready to go out of the box. There you go. Well, I tell you what, it's beautiful, and I can't wait for it to show up at my house. Make sure you have the correct address. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you have a big front door. <laughs> well, I've had a great time today. It's been amazing seeing how the drums are built. Yeah, it's, it's such a beautiful musical instrument, and just like the musicians that play it, there's a lot of talented people that make this happen here at Yamaha. Well, truly an amazing afternoon. Yes, the Tiffany Factory. This is fantastic. I'm glad we had a good chance to check this out. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. I was really excited about seeing how those bowls were made. Yeah, well, we have some time to get some sushi, so let's do it. Let's go. All right. Wow, Joel, what an amazing day, huh? Yeah, it's been great to have you here at Yamaha to see all we do for uh, percussion. Yeah, I've heard so much talk about what goes on here, but to actually be here and to be able to see it, it's it's indescribable almost, you know? Yeah, and, and Yamaha's dedication is not only just to making musical instruments, but encouraging people to participate in music, supporting music education and programs. And really what we do here is at the heart of getting a student to continue to play music through professional levels. So thank you to Yamaha. We appreciate all you do. I hope you guys had a great time today. I know we did. Yes. And hopefully we'll see you soon. Sayonara. Sayonara. <laughs>